I have to be honest with you, like I've been with guys that were um, so my type and so attractive and I thought in my head like I don't mind if this guy kills me, I would die happy. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us your story and we'll get back to you. So I think it was a couple episodes ago, we talked to a phone sex operator. Uh, she had mentioned murder fetish during the show. And we said on that episode that we had never spoken to anyone who had this fetish. We would love to learn more about it. And luckily, one of our listeners uh, reached out. So we have a woman on the line. She's going to explain uh, her interest in murder fantasy, murder fetish. Uh, she also wrote in her email that necrophilia is understandable for her. So we're going to dive into that as well. Uh, but first of all, we've got the guest on the line. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, of course. So can you start this off by explaining exactly what murder fantasy or murder fetish is to you? Um, yeah, of course. Uh, first, I want to say that murder fetish seems like a um, really heavy topic and heavy fetish. I, I do understand the uh, appeal, but personally, um, my fetish entails more than just murder. It entails uh, limp bodies, like uh, interacting with someone who's unconscious or sleep. And uh, that's sexually arousing for me. So um, the way I um, figured that out about myself is as, an, as a child, there was once I was watching this video of a bullfighting happening. I don't know if it was Spain or Mexico. I'm not sure. But basically the bull attacked the guy and he got knocked out. And um, the video showed the bull tossing around his body and basically like um, playing with it with his horns. I'm not sure if the guy was alive, but um, it was fascinating for me to watch and honestly very erotic. And I didn't know it was erotic for me at the time. Like I, I didn't have an understanding of what sexual fantasies are, but looking back, I can definitely see that it was... Uh, uh, of sexual nature and um, yeah so my favorite would be um, favorite thing uh, would be to play with like unconscious people or that fantasy of uh, having specifically a woman because I don't feel like I'm too attracted to being that dominant with a guy even though I'm attracted to men but uh, woman, women are like more appealing for me to uh, dominate in that sense. And uh, the murder aspect of it, sometimes I feel more violent or I feel like, yeah, let's um, like watch a video of this actor's role playing as uh, a predator and a victim but, or uh, draw something in that nature that, that also... Um, something that I masturbate with, like the drawings and stuff. But other than that, for the most part, I'm, I, I would usually prefer someone that's sleeping or um, 
unconscious passed out um, because that's less harsh and um, yeah so that's that's something to explain so okay so uh is this something that you've ever like tried to put into practice now i'm assuming not the murder part but like you know unconscious or something <laughs> involving sleep yeah um yes i have but it wasn't like actually like drugging someone or speaking even like talking about it like actually doing something it's more like role-played like I, I used to uh, have a girlfriend and I showed her a video of uh, there was this porn video of a woman being uh, having sex with a much bigger guy and after like after like the dude was finished the woman passed out like it was too intense for her and she passed out and uh, you couldn't tell if she was acting or if it, if it really happened but uh, nevertheless it was really attractive it, it was hot and uh, I showed her this video and I said uh, look this is what I'm attracted to and so um, she there are so there are some expressions like I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, probably are familiar with Agao face like this Japanese anime face that women make like it's very popular on OnlyFans and uh, it's very similar to <laughs> it can be similar to when someone is being choked out or dying so that's something I'm also attracted to and uh, when I explain to my sexual partners uh, they're willing to participate in this role plays and uh, make that face or something along those lines where I would be turned on by. Huh. So when you say things like unconscious body or limp body, I feel like one of the first things that comes to mind is like, where does the consent fit in, in this fantasy of, you know, does this person want to be whatever touched sexually if they're unconscious? So how do you kind of like bridge that gap of, you know, consent and someone not being conscious? <sighs> Uh, all right, so I definitely would want consent in this scenario. Like, even if, uh, like, say, like, I'm the person that's asleep, or uh, if I'm the one that's uh, uh, doing actions with someone else's body, like, in most cases, I would want them to let me know or um, be aware of what's happening. Like, I can understand that it can, uh, it has blurry lines with uh, rape fantasies because, um, like, if you look at serial killers or people who uh, are rapists, they, uh, they're not doing it consensually, of course, but um, maybe it's because I'm a woman and um, I'm not really a big fan of really extreme violence or non-consensual stuff like I would definitely I, I'll let them know beforehand and if I uh, I've done this with a guy too like I told my boyfriend that this is what I'm attracted to and uh, we role played and I was um, I was the one who posed as like someone who got killed and um, that was enjoyable for the both of us and um, the other thing is, like, when you're actually unconscious, like, you cannot feel, uh, 
it doesn't have any pleasure like you want to get pleasure from that experience and if uh, there's no pleasure from it then it's a no-go um uh, i want the same if i'm with a woman like i don't want like an actually unconscious woman i want her to mm. enjoy that experience like there are people who are really submissive in nature who would uh, say that they would want that I don't know but for me personally like uh, I would want this as a role play or um, as a fantasy like nothing unconsensual so when when you did that with your boyfriend how exactly did you guys role play that like he was the one who was murdering you and how did he do that was it was he like strangling you or something yeah so um, I don't exactly remember the scenario that we played it off of but uh it was something along those lines like yeah definitely he was uh choking me and like uh, mind you this is not like a violent type of guy this is this is a vanilla guy for the most part not even someone who's interested in um any rough kind of sexual play or anything but uh he seemed cool about it and yeah he uh, choked me and I uh, basically like acted like a limp and <laughs> there's not much that you do but it's a feeling of um, someone having total control like that's the attraction actually that's what's attractive for people like us like um, being able to use that for your own pleasure and gratification and and having control over the other person that's what what's really attractive about it so it's not yeah. like the an act of violence or the idea of murder that is turning you on it's just that murder results in complete lack of control obviously if you're dead and it's just that giving up total control to someone else that is the turn on I have to be honest with you, like, I've been with guys that were um, so my type and so attractive and uh, everything sexually was uh, so perfect that I thought in my head, like, I don't mind if this guy kills me, I would die happy. <laughs> He's so hot that I don't mind it, like, it's okay, honestly. But it doesn't happen, like, every time, like, not every guy is uh up to that standard for me to fantasize about that um what it what is that <laughs> though like to to like get turned on in the moment by the idea of like if he murdered me that's okay because like personally like i don't know i i can't imagine like that crossing my mind no matter how attracted i am to the person so like, <laughs> what what is that exactly if, if you can explain it maybe you cannot um Maybe you cannot understand it because of the male uh, psychology and the male instincts. I would, I would uh, assume that a woman would uh, feel more familiar with what I'm saying. And, and it's, um, it's very feminine and it's not feminine like in, uh, <laughs> in the right way maybe, but it's feminine in the uh, submissive way that... Um, uh, I don't know, like, this guy is um, being kind of violent and he's already, like, being a little bit rough. And if it's 
it feels so good and it feels so right and uh we're both being like such typical male and female prototypes that if it escalates to the point of uh extreme violent acts like yeah let's go like at the moment we were like yeah that's a good idea like maybe when you're not that turn on it's not that like that that, that attract that's attractive to you it's when you're horny that's like you when you're horny you're uh, more accepting of weird stuff like i'm sure you've experienced that to some sort that you're not as easily grossed out by stuff when you're Mm -hmm. really horny we're in the thick of summer now and a lot of us have health and fitness goals but with that comes having to cook a lot of our own meals, which we know can really be a hassle and super time consuming. That's where Factor, America's number one meal kit, comes in handy. You won't have to worry about your busy schedule and when to find time to cook, and not to mention all the time it takes to prep the meal that you're cooking, and then that cleanup you have to do after you make a big mess cooking. It takes up a lot of time. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then get back outside and enjoy that warm weather. You can treat yourself to over 31 weekly restaurant quality options. Some of my personal favorites include the bruschetta shrimp risotto, the green goddess chicken, the grilled steakhouse filet mignon, all of this, everything I just named, literally ready in two minutes with no prep and no cleanup. And these are restaurant quality, amazing meals. So get Factor and enjoy eating well without any hassle. You simply choose the meals you want to receive to your door and then enjoy those fresh flavor-packed meals that are ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It makes life so much simpler, not to mention absolutely delicious with a huge variety to choose from. So you're not going to get tired of eating the same thing over again. And you can head to factormeals.com slash OPL50 and use code OPL50 to get 50% off. That's code OPL50 at factormeals.com slash OPL50 to get 50% off. Super worth it, guys. Uh, Enjoy those meals without the hassle. Yeah. And also in your email, you did say that necrophilia is understandable for you. Can you just kind of elaborate on what you mean by that? Like, I can understand the appeal uh, that it has for a guy. Like, I understand the sense of control. I I get it. Like, why someone would would want that. Like, it's, it's attractive for a lot of people, the situation where your partner cannot say no. Of course, um, it blurs uh, the line of consensual or non-consensual, but... Um, the control is really attractive. Like the necrophilia parts are videos on the internet where, um, like there are actors, porn actresses that, um, are, let's say they're lying on a morgue bed and there's someone that's, um, assessing their quote unquote bodies and, um, maybe no sexual act happens actually in that scene and it's just an assessment of a dead body but uh, in and of itself that's attractive to us like um, even like the simple interacting and measuring and like checking the eyes of um, that this person 
that control it's it's all about that like i would say it's 80 percent 90 percent control like that's being satisfied and i understand that for uh like it's usually a guy who is uh, the dominant and is doing that stuff and i totally understand that what would you say to people who hear this and think because we got a lot of comments with the uh, phone operator episode because there was someone with a murder fantasy that would call into the phone sex operator i think she said weekly and he had really like violent depictions of you know what was going on i think like i'm tied to a tree uh you cut me open (laughs) my intestines are falling out you fuck my intestines and you know all this and a lot of comments from people were concerned that if someone like that is so into this fantasy what's eventually stopping that person from kind of taking it to the next level or acting it out in real life or you know someone who is into the idea of necrophilia or like necrophilia porn from you know like digging up a dead body and trying it themselves like what what do you say to people who are you know concerned that it could spill over into real life and become more than a fantasy yeah for me personally what's stopping me from uh taking it to the next level is female genitalia like i cannot do that many stuff with a dead person uh and i'm to be honest, I'm really grateful that I'm a woman. I wouldn't have had that much of an explanation for you if, like, if for a guy, I feel like that that is a danger and um, understandably so because um, the testosterone makes you more violent. But for my case, I would say that uh, it's not always as heavy and sick and twisted as you might think it is. Uh, for example, when I was a child, one of my fantasies that I would think about a lot uh, included two boys. Like uh, I was like I was a child and I was thinking uh, of people my age. Two boys. Uh, one of them was weaker and smaller, and one of them were stronger. And um, these two were friends and. One of them passes out and the other one uh, carries uh, the other person and um, cares for him and touches him maybe. And I didn't like uh, think of them having sex or anything, but the idea of caring for someone who is that vulnerable was uh, very attractive to me at the time. So uh, there's that aspect too, like it's not always just violent and fucking the intestines even though uh, it, inta- it can entail that for me personally I don't see why fucking someone's intestines would be a good uh, visual experience uh, in any way but um, it's not always that violent for, for um, people like I'm sure there are people who practice it consensually and um, they have satisfying sex lives as part of our new routine at the studio me and greg have been ripping shots of magic mind every single morning it's great because it helps you focus which joe really needs and it also helps you stress less which i need from working with joe 
Okay, relax. Uh, I've been taking this for a week. I didn't know if I was going to feel the effects of it or anything, but I actually have been feeling the effects of it. I feel more energized and a little more calm throughout the day. Even when I get home, I'm like, I want to clean. Like, I just have more energy throughout the day, and I feel like I have less brain fog, which is nice. And you didn't think it was going to taste good, but I told you, it's delicious. Yeah, normally I don't really like matcha things, but this is delicious. And I don't know how many... I can get away with drinking before it becomes an issue. I'm only going to do one because that's what's recommended, but I would drink the whole box in one shot. I honestly sometimes drink this along with my morning coffee because I feel like it gives me way more than coffee gives. You get the matcha for a little extra caffeine, but then it helps boost your mood. There's turmeric. Uh, it's anti-inflammatory. There's ashwagandha, which decreases stress. And I believe Greg because he reads a lot of labels and he eats weird things. So I'm like, if you know what these things are and you approve of it, I mean, I feel pretty on board. I'm feeling calm. I'm feeling creative. And, and you know, Greg knows some of the ingredients in there. So <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for me. But honestly, this really helps fuel what we do. Like we're always coming up with new content here. There's so many shows and things to shoot. And this just gives you that little extra boost to start the day. And like you said, it lasts a long time. Like I feel this when I get home at night. Like I might, I might have another kid on the way soon if I keep drinking these. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know what you're talking about, but okay. Uh, but if any of you out there want something like this, I would not be telling you to try it if, I, if I'm not doing it myself. I literally come in here every single morning, take one out of the fridge, and I rip it. Uh, you want something that's going to boost your energy. It's going to help you relax. Also, there's some immunity uh, properties in here as well. Uh, why not? Just rip a shot of Magic Mind in the morning. You'll feel a little better. I've been doing it for a week. Like I said, I'm going to continue to do it because I feel good. So if you guys want to see for yourself and give Magic Mind a try, all you have to do is head over to Magic mind.com slash OPL and you can get up to 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code OPL 20. That's 50% off a subscription of Magic Mind for the next 10 days with the code OPL 20. After those 10 days, then the code will give you 20% off a one-time purchase or a subscription, but you'll get 50% off within that first 10 days. So go check that out. Magicmind.com slash OPL code OPL 20. Yeah. And so before you were saying like, you know, the female genitalia is the thing that's kind of holding you back. So are you saying like, if you were a guy, then you'd probably like actually attempt to have sex with dead people? I th I'm so grateful that I'm not, but if I was a guy, I would assume that it would be much harder for me to, um, be confident in my desires on, be confident that I won't be a predator. And uh, I, I have not lived as a guy, so I can't be sure. Maybe it wouldn't be that case, but I would assume that the testosterone and the uh, male genitalia makes it easier for you to um, do certain acts with uh, people who are um, in vulnerable situations and it's not me being sexist, it's just uh, based on uh, statistics and things that have happened. Yeah. What do you mean by predator? I mean like, um, like a predator. I'm not saying like men are predators, like that's not what I'm saying. Uh, there are a lot of men who don't, don't really have this kind of fantasies, but 
uh, if you look at like sex offenders, most of them are guys because um, the testosterone makes you, it gives you more of a drive to um, do certain stuff to satisfy yourself, I feel like. And if you're a violent person, like that's worse. Like not every guy is like that, but um, I would assume it's easier. Yeah, then you end up with like a Jeffrey Dahmer type or you know, someone who's <laughs> exactly. fucking heads. If like you had a male friend that came to you and was like, I'm into this, but like, you know, I, I pushed it too far. Like I dug up a body and had sex with it. Like what would your reaction be? Like, would you be understanding or would you <laughs> like, like be like, whoa, like that's not good. That's very illegal. Like what, what would you do? Like he actually had sex with a dead body. Yeah. Oh, I would be so grossed out. Like okay. I would be like, you definitely are disconnected from reality and you definitely, um, are, um, very disrespectful like i feel like that's really disrespectful to a dead body to actually do that like um the videos that are on the internet and they're legal they're all actresses and actors and there's nothing like if it was like an actual thing like i i'm repulsed by touching a dead body like the thought of it and um, like, yeah, I, there are people who are into that stuff, but uh, I would say if you're into that stuff, like it's okay. Like there are people like you, I understand it, but um, it's, it, it doesn't excuse the fact that you have to be connected to reality and know what's legal and illegal and immoral. Like uh, it doesn't mean that you have to forget your sense of morals and ethics um just because you're attracted to certain type of stuff like there are people who are willing to participate in this fantasy there are a lot of women who are uh willing to be submissive for for you and uh you can play there are options like this is uh, do not uh, i do not condone this illegal think is this like a big part of your actual like sex life or is it you know kind of like a small percentage of the time it's kind of like uh sort of filtered in um or is this kind of like you need this type of role play and fantasy in your sexual experiences in order for you to be fully satisfied yeah so if i if i'm masturbating it's definitely there like i have to fantasize about it uh, or some to some extent i have to incorporate it in order for me to take pleasure uh, i either like watch videos or uh, but the most fulfilling way for me to um, do that is through drawing like uh, the drawings that i make of this stuff but uh talking about my sex life like most of it is uh vanilla but like, if I have to be honest, like if a guy is eating me out and there's not that much uh, visual stimuli for me to get from this environment, I'm, uh, I think about the videos and those kind of fantasies in order to come. But 
if if the guy is really attractive, like conventionally hot, I don't even need to like think about those fetishes. It's just I would be in the moment and enjoying that. You said artwork like about this fetish. Do you make artwork like about what like this fantasy specifically? Um, yeah, I I do that like on a regular basis like i don't share a lot of it because um it's stuff that uh, i i get off on so uh, and a lot of people might not be into that like uh, if you're sharing your art publicly but uh i'm i'm a professional illustrator um, it's it's my everyday job to draw and um uh, before I was introduced to this kind of porn, like necrophilia porn or somnophilia porn. Somnophilia is the term for being attracted to people who are asleep. Uh, and, I, uh, and yeah, so I would, uh, before I was introduced to that kind of porn, I used to rely on my artistic abilities to uh, come and, and enjoy myself. That's like myself. extra masturbation. Like masturbating to your own drawings. Yeah. And it's very rewarding too, because you're actually working for it. Like I can <laughs> confidently say that I'm working for this <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> and do like your friends kind of like know about this as well? And has there ever been any pushback from people being like, oh, this is too strange or too out there? Um, I'm self-aware enough to know that it's uh one of the uh, more tab taboo uh, fetishes and things. So um, I don't really, I'm not too excited to talk about it to my friends. And I don't like, I have other fetishes too, like uh, gay, like watching two men is like attractive to me too. So I'm more willing to share that kind of stuff. But um yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. Like uh, I didn't have control over what I'm attracted to or not. But um, I, um, I, I'm connected to reality, so I know this is strange. So no, I don't tell my friends about this kind of stuff because um, even if I know that they're open-minded people and they would understand, like it's not something that. Uh, I, I don't see a reason why I would share that with my friends, with par with lovers or sexual partners. Sure, like if and uh, if I get to that point with them, like if I trust them enough, I would share that. Like um, a certain time has to pass uh, with our relationship for me to open up about this stuff. Because I'm not someone who just opens up for everybody anywhere. Uh, it's not my personality. But uh, if I trust them, I would tell them about this. And they've, uh, uh, they've been cool about it. Nice. Well, before we wrap up, uh, I'm curious, is there any like fantasy that you haven't fulfilled yet? within this realm? Like, is there sort of uh, an idea you have in your head that you would, you know, love to act out with a partner that has to do with, you know, murder fantasy at all? Um, honestly, like, I haven't had um, a partner or a boyfriend that I 
I was fully trusting and he was attractive enough for me to uh, participate in this sort of stuff. But um, no, I can't uh, think of any fantasy that I haven't done. Like I'm usually open about sexual stuff with my partners and um, uh, I have uh, this kind of personality where I like to keep things to myself like I'm happy with uh, the images that I create and the videos that are accessible to me that are of course uh, consenting adults Um, I'm not really a big fan of sharing this inner world with other people, like inviting other people to this private matters, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would prefer to keep it to myself for the most part. But if there was a hot guy who uh, was um, really attractive in a lot of aspects and could uh, be open to doing these things and role plays with me like that would be like a really attractive thing to think about but um i'm happy if that doesn't have like if the, my boyfriend is not open to that i'm okay with like vanilla stuff okay so it's not really necessarily a deal breaker if the person you end up with is not into this sort of thing yeah sure Nice. Well, thank you so much, like Joe said, for being, you know, so honest and open. I think, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you just kind of close this out saying how much you uh, are OK with keeping all this to yourself. But you were willing to, you know, reach out to us and come on the show and have uh, lots and lots of people listen to you talk about this. So we appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate talking to you guys, too. Have oh. a good one. All right. Have a good right. one. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Well, uh, interesting, I guess. I don't know. Um, necrophilia is a tough one for me, that's, honestly. Yeah, that's a that's a no go. I uh, feel like I've heard I've heard this before of like the sleeping thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people are like, I don't know. I, like I feel like people have said that before. Like. I've, I've seen like memes too of like wake your boyfriend up with a blowjob or something and I guess that kind of falls sure, under sure. this but like I guess this is like the difference is like you don't want him to wake up you just want him to be asleep the whole time yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I think they're like in the middle there I was a little confused uh, by the comment about you know if she was a man it'd probably be more difficult to not actually act on it but then she was like i would i would never touch a dead body so i was a little confused there she yeah she followed up i guess making it clear like she said being connected to reality but yeah i was i think we looked at each other because we were basically like (laughs) did she just say if she was a guy she would like yeah kill and fuck people yeah that's Uh, i don't know which i don't think that's the case uh from the rest of the conversation i don't think that's the case do appreciate her being super honest about this though because obviously i mean and she even said it She's self-aware. This is one of the more taboo things in the world. Um, it is interesting that this can happen for certain people where she's like, you know, even in certain sexual experiences that I'm having, like sometimes I need to, in my head to start thinking about these necrophilia videos or, you know, scenarios or whatever that she's seen um, mm-hmm. to help herself come. Like, all right. <laughs> As long as it's not actually happening, that's fine, right? 
Yeah. I mean, like she said, she's self-aware. Like this is obviously an extremely taboo fetish. Like this is, you know, we've had a, a rape fantasy conversation. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a person who wanted to have sex with animals. That was, was also heavy. About as taboo as it gets. Yeah, um, that one was, yeah. But yeah, you know, this this is in the realm. So I think we're really curious, um, you know, people's reactions to everything that she just described and said. So let us know what you guys think in the comments for sure. Yeah, let us know. Uh, and for anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your story. And uh, if it works for us, we'll hit you up and we'll set something up. Yeah, we post a bunch of clips and things on Instagram, TikTok, at OPL Podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash OPL show. And that is all for this week. See you guys next time.